On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. We have a new jingle we're going to use all year long in 2020. My vote is no. <laughs> yeah, okay. So just for today then? <laughs> just for today. Uh, yeah, it's that time of year though. It's a, what's today's date? December something? 15th? 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 Whatever it is. Um, so the, the season is here. And um, so we thought this topic today should maybe revolve around the theme of Christmas a little bit today. So there's your new opening jingle for today's podcast. It turns out I'm a total Scrooge. I yeah. didn't know that well, about myself. Like I thought I did, but um, I, I th- yeah, like I thought I knew that I was okay with Christmas and it turns out I don't. I don't you don't like Christmas? I don't like Christmas. Holy shit. Right? I think, <laughs> I think like having Good. kids really affects that, mm-hmm. right? So like you have kids and your kids are pumped. They're like, well, I want Santa Claus and I want presents and all this stuff. And it's like, for me, it's just... I'm supposed to buy a tree and I'm supposed to put it up and I'm supposed to put lights up and not that I'm a Scrooge. Like I like that stuff. I drive. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I like, I drive past people's houses and I see that stuff up and I was like, well, it looks really nice, but I have zero interest in doing that stuff. I don't. Yeah. I don't enjoy the, like the putting the Christmas lights up. I don't, there's nothing I enjoy about that at all. Yeah, I so, actually texted our buddy Sean this year, just like the day I was going to do it. It was like, how much? How, what do you guys charge much? to put this stuff up? Because like, this will be the last year I do this. <laughs> um, but once it's up, I love it. I even, I shouldn't say, I don't know, before kids, I had my first kid at 26. So there wasn't much time before kids to like <laughs> enjoy the Christmas. It was like, I was the kid and then I had the kid. Yep. There was like no time in between. But I've always been a huge fan of Christmas. And now, of course, like with young kids, of course, it's, 10 times more exciting. Like I know even like my oldest kid is he's turning 13 this Christmas. Um, so like the last few years, Christmas hasn't really been it's not as, as fun with him. You know, yep. it's like the, I don't know more any, secrets anymore. I don't think there's any kids it's, listening to this. Right. One. And so, but now I've got a little guy who's like, he's turning three in January. So he's the perfect age. He's just like, just figuring out that what is this Santa Claus thing? And just yeah. like goes to the mall and sees him for the first time that he remembers. And was like, Oh yeah. Okay. So it's fun again. In town, they have the, uh, the, is it Scrooge? The, the Grinch. They have the Grinch in some of the malls around here. Have you seen that? Do they really? Yes. Well, I think you should go get his picture taken. I the better. Yeah. Cause we went, we went to Cabell, a little known secret for folks that are listening from Regina. If everybody goes to the malls. The malls always have the Santa. Of course, it's a worldwide thing. Mall Santas. I actually know of one guy who is a deck builder in the summertime that's actually a mall Santa. For right real? Now. Yeah, because he was like, so Tyler Phelps, Queen City Deck and Rail. No, he's not. Yeah, I texted him and was like, hey, on Monday, I'm going up north elk hunting. Get out of here. I need a, I want a buddy to come with me. And he was like, dude, I can't. I like, I'm not building decks, but I signed up to be the Santa. So he's at the Vic Square Mall. He's oh this, my God, I have to go. He's the, that's amazing. He's the Santa Monday to Friday. So we went to Cabela's because Cabela's, Cabela's always has a Santa and a little Santa's workshop thing set up there too. And nobody knows about it. Well, not nobody, but Hunters. the lines are like, you wait for three people, not 30 people to get through that thing. Yeah. So go to Cabela's. Anyway, so. Yeah. So I don't, I don't like that jingle because it's like yeah, Christmas. Bah humbug. Um, <laughs> the topic though today you know that we got past that you're a scrooge and i love christmas um <laughs> so we'll get there's a let's see look at this don't you just love this 
it's just oh so Christmas. Oh, and I like I hate Christmas music too. It's the worst. So jingly. Oh, Gigi and I went out for dinner last night, and I don't know what I had on for a playlist on my phone, but it was in. So I was playing through Bluetooth in my truck, and every other song was some Christmas jingle, and I was like, skip. Skip. Jeez, Skip, what a curmudgeon! Like, What's going on? Why do you? Yeah. And I was like, because it ter- it's not good music, you guys. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, it's not good. It's <laughs> right. not like so then, nobody's gonna win anything there for it is. the com- composition of these Christmas songs. Yep. Uh, however, Christmas movies too. I'm a big fan of Home Alone. Got to watch it every oh, year. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Debatable. Not debatable. Obviously debatable. It's like <laughs> the biggest debate in the history of things. <laughs> like, you know what? I haven't seen that movie since I was a child. I don't remember what the argument even is. Like it happens at Christmas time? Like what? Yeah. Okay. So sure. It's a Christmas movie. It comes on every year at the start of December, plays all through December and then is gone. Yeah. I got to watch that again. It's been too many years. It'll be on TMC. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get after this. What the theme is today. What do we say this is called? This is the 12 days of Christmas. It's 12 gifts that any deck builder would love to have under the tree. Yeah. And obviously some of the guys are going to have this already. Yeah. But if you're looking to buy yourself a gift and then write it off, here's some other ones. Yeah. If you don't get these from somebody else, your wife Boxing Day is yeah. a perfect time to grab them. Your wife's not buying these for you because she's not listening to the podcast. So so yeah, this, this list could be for a deck builder who's listening. This could be like 12 things that you didn't know you wanted to have in your trailer. Yeah. Or it could be if it's the wife listening or, or the husband whose wife is a deck builder listening, then these are 12 things that, hey... Uh, maybe your spouse doesn't know they want as a deck builder, but if you put it under the tree, they'll be like, oh, this is sweet. They'll get a chance to use it. Yeah. Here we go. So anyways, number one, this is, some of them are tools and some of them are thing, like not tools, but like um, gadgets. Let's call it gadgets, tools and gadgets. So number one, a track saw. This is something that every deck builder should own. And I know there's a, there's almost as big of a debate on this sometimes as a diehard being a Christmas movie or not. <laughs> Some guys are like, whoa, who can't cut a straight line? I've got 30 years experience, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the more experience like, yeah. you get, the worse it gets because you're older and now you're shakier. Yeah. So you're... Yeah. But a track saw is a game changer for any deck builder. Not, it's not a... We're trying to stick to tools that guys probably aren't going to have. Everybody's going to have a skill saw and a miter saw and... Some cordless drills and stuff, but yeah. everybody's going to have that. This is items that deck builders maybe don't have that they should have. So tracks are, I mean, pick your poison. Makita makes a good one. DeWalt makes a good one. Festool makes a good one. Those three are kind of like the, the big ones, I would well, say. I, th- I think I saw Bosch just brought one out too, right? Yeah, Bosch has had one, I believe, in the European market for a while, and maybe it's just kind of come to North America now. And I feel like the trick here is to try and, try and get one that's... Um, where, like where the tracks are interchangeable, right? Like try and get yourself a mm-hmm. track saw that fits on a few different tracks. I know yep. that they don't make them like that on purpose, so that you have to buy all their stuff. But yeah, some of them are interchangeable though, and I don't want to say which ones on here because I don't want to be wrong on that. that. But I'm certain that Maki- I think it's Makita and Festool for sure are interchangeable. I want to say uh, maybe they all are. Yeah, just know. do a little bit of research. So make sure you get one because like I don't know if you break a track or you bend a track, you don't want to be up against it trying to find that or having to pay through the nose for it. Cause yeah, exactly. Yeah. Competition's uh, good. Best bang for your buck when I was shopping for mine six, seven years ago was the Makita, the corded Makita. Back then they weren't, lot, not a lot of them were cordless, but yeah. the corded Makita was a great value. Um, nowadays I would heavily suggest you go cordless. Um, that was the biggest pain of the track. So I was dragging the cord behind your track and whatnot. Cordless would be amazing. DeWalt's got a wicked cordless one. Makita's got cordless ones now. Festival's cordless. I hear that one's maybe a little bit underpowered, but whatever, pick any one of the three, whichever one you yep. think you like, they're all going to do the same thing. And what that is, is give you a quick and efficient and unbelievably clean 
straight cut. I was the guy. And I don't care who you are. You're not cutting a line as yeah. straight as a freaking track saw. So I used to cut cabinet fillers back in the day when I, like back before I worked with you, I, I did interior stuff, cabinet renos and stuff, yep. kitchen renos. And so before I had a table saw, I had a skill saw and then I would cut the fillers for against the wall with the skill saw. So like I was pretty good at running a straight hand on a skill saw. And so I used to cut decks with like, I'd cut a straight line on a deck with a skill saw and was like, these are whatever. I'm good enough. I don't need to track. saw. you and I did a project, we broke out the skill saw or the track saw, sorry. And I made one cut with the track saw and was like, yep, that's the tool. There's <laughs> like, I so, will never be using a skill saw on this again, yeah. ever. Like is, they're, they're a game changer. Yeah. So yeah, it's not that it, like it, a lot of guys can cut a very, very straight line with a skill saw. Yep. I, there's no I doubt about those that guys, but you can't cut a perfect line. And, and it was the speed. It was like on a track saw. It's like as fast as you can push the saw with a skill saw. It was slow. You still like, you had to be very methodical about cutting that straight line. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was just like, I could cut it straight. And the okay. track saws have the, the, um, like the anti-chip guards or splinter guards, or whatever you want to call it. Like the little rubber piece that lays down to make sure the material doesn't chip as you're cutting it too. Yep. So there's that side benefit too. You're not going to have out of a track saw. Yeah. So, saw. Yeah. Uh, out of a skill saw. Sorry. Track saw. Number one. Number one. Track yeah. saw. Go get one or ask for one for Christmas. Um, it's December 14th, by the way. We were both wrong. It's December 14th. I was, what day? 13th. You 15th? said 15th. Yeah. I said 13th. Middle of the month. You know, if we average us out, we're the same guy, same mind, same, and so the same day. Uh, number two is a, now I had, it's something from Camel. Grab. So Get anything from Camel. It's amazing. What I would have said, you should at least have some of the little Camel Marksman jigs in your trailer. Those are cheap. Those are almost a stock and stuffer. Those things are like 40, 50 bucks. They're great for cedar, great for PVC products. You can use them for composites. You can use them for hardwoods. They have a very universal tool. Tool. If the budget is a little bit larger, then go for the Camo Edge Drive because it's going to do essentially the same thing and a whole bunch more other stuff. But it's three, yeah. four times the money. Four, five times the money. Five times almost, yeah. Um, but the Edge Drive is, is an unbelievable tool. It'll do your face screwing like a quick drive or a pam fast kind of gun would do it would do that it yep. does your edge screwing like the camo marksman does but from a stand-up position yep and it'll also work with the new camo edge clips which are people have raped it's like the product of the year in the decking industry in 2019 is these clips so that'll do all three so if the budget's there pick up camo edge drive and get into that system because it's amazing and if it's not at least get yourself some camo marksman i don't think and like for cedar decks it's a no-brainer in my opinion you should use the camo edge Fastening system. Yeah, it's a little bit more money and a little bit, a little more money, a little more time consuming, but it's a, it's amazing. It looks so nice, right? Yeah. One of the drawbacks to wood is the splintering part of decks, right? Everybody complains about that. And if you put your screws on the side, then your surface area is a little bit more protected. Yeah. Because that's where it splinters, where that's the screws right. go in. So, yeah. so yeah, pick up one of those two tools. Uh, number three is a plug cutter. This would be under the gadget side or this is bits mine. And whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This is my contribution to the list. But this is a good one because it's not one that a lot of guys probably don't carry these around with them. And even now hearing it, they're like, for what? Maybe. But where this comes in handy is a lot of deck builders nowadays are using a plug system like a like a Cortex or a Pro Plug or Simpson's got one now too. Yeah. Because plug systems are great. Uh, but some the problem with plug systems is that they're typically only so sold in large boxes of like hundreds of plugs at a time. Correct. With screws and everything else. Yeah. 
And so if you are on a project and you run four plugs short on something, do you want to have to go buy another $100, $200 box of plugs to finish off that job? Like what if it's a color you don't use very often? Well, the trade secret is that you can cut them yourself. Yeah. And so plug cutter is going to allow you to do that quarter inch and plug cutter. And you don't want to do a ton of them, right? Like I no. wouldn't, there's no chance that I would bang out 50 plugs, but I'd cut 10. This is not a replacement for buying a box of plugs for a deck. You don't want it. No. <laughs> to your point, you don't want to be cutting a whole box of plugs. Yeah. For one, the finish isn't quite as nice. Correct. Um, like it, they always it's serviceable. Bit, right? Yeah. But the edges aren't cut quite as cleanly. Um, two, it just, it takes a lot of time. Um, but I mean, but the trick, if nobody's done this before and they need to know essentially, especially with a capped product, like a capped compositor, a PVC, uh, you got to rip that board down into a quarter inch thickness first. Cause that's how deep the screws are being drilled with a plug system. Uh, so you got to rip the top quarter inch of the board off, yeah. keep that, put it onto a drill press upside down, face down. Cause you need the taper on the plug to cut the right, to taper the right way, plunge it, cut it. Bob's your uncle. But the problem with, let's do it to our point, why it's not as clean is that because you have it face down, when you drop that cut through, if you don't pull up quick enough, whatever, you spin the plug with a bit and if whatever it's sitting on might kind of yep. melt the cap it's a little bit. It's just not as good. It's just not quite as clean, but you can get a pretty good plug out of it if you only need a couple, right? Just don't, I'm, yep. it's not worth it to do a whole deck. You're not saving money. Um, you're just like on a whole deck, you're just like filling in a couple of plugs. Slightly more convenient. Yep. Number four is, um, this is an either or because what you're going to do with it is the important part here, not the tool that you're going to do it with. So either a biscuit cutter or a router, a router is probably something that most guys likely have in the trailer right now. But if you've only ever been a fence and deck builder, you don't necessarily have a router. Like if you've done some know. interior stuff, finished stuff, of course you have a router, uh, but you might not have one of these if tools. You're doing treated decks and you had a radius edge. Maybe. Yeah. You, you may, may route over your edges, round over your edges. Yeah. Um, but the point of this is to say like a lot of composite decks. Um, <laughs> I'm like almost gotten to the point where I don't have to think about saying composite anymore. I've just yeah. like Americanized myself, but I just will slip there. Uh, why we say this is like a router is good in a variety of scenarios, but what we're talking about here is the ability to cut a slot into a deck board to throw in a groove fastener if you need to. And so this is helpful on, picture frame boards often don't have the groove on either side of the board. And so you find yourself either screwing or cortexing your picture frame board down and then possibly one row of screws on your first groove board as well, because you can't use a grooved clip in between those because the picture frame board doesn't have the groove. Correct. But with this, you could cut it in either with a biscuit cutter or a router. Yeah. You know, like Trex sells a groove cutting bit. You could get a variety of bits to cut that groove. Yeah. I think Azac has one too. I think, yeah. Timbertech is also branded a uh, cutter now as well. I'm sure a few companies have or a biscuit cutter will do the same thing. The biscuit cutter is the one that I would use on this. Yeah. That's I think it's like, quicker and cleaner, Yeah, but if you've got a rudder in your trailer already, it's just a matter of picking up a bit and Rode you can accomplish the same thing. Yeah. If you were going to groove the whole board, then the router would be a lot better for this. But Correct. if you're just going to spot cut in your grooves then the biscuit cutter is amazing. Yeah. And so I or thought the biscuit or cutter was the, I thought the biscuit cutter was the, the better option there for a few reasons on a yeah. set of stairs. It works the best. You yeah. don't have to groove that whole thing. And exactly. then you can use it for the miter. Yeah. Like that's a, there's some guys in the States. I always think of Stan when I think of that one with level home improvements. Yeah. Right? He's like, he does that all the time. So yeah. Yeah. Biscuit cutter, I think biscuit is, would be my preferred as well. But like I said, your biscuit cutter, you're not going to use for anything else on the deck. Like you're only going to use it for cut, for cutting grooves into things. The yes. router you could use in other applications too. So 
either one or both. I think like any any contractor, you're a. I think your description of yourself is like I'm a contractor, but slash tool collector. So I always wanted both, yeah, right? Yeah. It was like I have a router, but I use my router for routering things, <laughs> and I have a biscuit cutter, and I use it for the biscuit cutter things. Yeah, I didn't like to have double up. Because that's the other nice thing about having the biscuit cutter is that you can cut in uh, biscuits on your miters and whatnot. So if you want to biscuit your yep. biscuit join your miters together, whether it's in an attempt to limit expansion contraction or just to keep your vertical alignment on miters so that they don't become out of alignment, uh, it's great for that as well. Quick. Uh, number five, who wouldn't want to look under the tree and unwrap a big old box of G-tape? Yep. It's great. <laughs> it's like, this is a consumable, so maybe it's not so exciting. But honestly. And you can find it at the Ultimate Deck Shop. That's right. But a variety, you could do like a variety of pack of G tape if you wanted. Not yeah. from the Ultimate Deck Shop. We only carry the 3040 deck application ones. But like G tape has a variety of lines of tape for a variety of lines of purposes. And so like a little variety pack of G tape for 1009 guys' trailer or something would be right. That 1009 would be, awesome. would be good. Yep. For guys. Um, number six. Now there's a debate on how we say this one, but it's a new product. Is called, there a debate? Well, there's a, there was a debate just between you and I. Yeah, it was like we should have. Actually I think maybe we agreed. The people. Squid jigs. Squid jigs. That's what I'm gonna go with. We should have asked him when we were talking to him down at Deck Expo. Squid. So if you haven't seen these, jigs. what they are is just a stair gauge, like for cutting your stair stringers, um, for to put on your framing square. If you're not, there's a couple names for these things, like off the top of my head, I'm like stair, stair gauges, stair buttons, whatever. That's what stair called. gauges is what they're Brass commonly called. Stair gauge. Called. So what these squid jigs are, um, they're developed by one of the gentlemen on the crew of the Cascade Deck and Fence um, crew out of Vancouver, Washington. And it's funny because probably every carpenter that's ever cut a set of stairs out of lumber has experienced the problem and nobody did anything about it until he did. Right. And so what the problem is, is that on this lumber, it's not always a clean edge on it. You've got radius edge lumber or you've got some waning on it or you've there's a chip out of it or something that prevents these little tiny stair gauges from really engaging the side of the board correctly. If it's rounded it's over like too were, much or waning. They were built for plywood. Right? Kind of, yeah. They're like built a stair for gauge a solid was, 90 degree edge. Yeah. Stair gauge was for an interior finisher almost, yep. right? And I was like, here's your plywood stair gauges. So what, what this gentleman did was he said, well, these should be longer. They, should they be shouldn't inch. engage the board like at the top eighth because sometimes, because that's rounded over. Yep. <laughs> or it might have a defect. If we made these things that went down halfway down the board or a little bit farther, then it would engage the middle of the board and you're much less likely to have like inaccurate placement because of so good. the profile of the board. I saw them and was just like, well, no shit. That's exactly how that should be. Yeah. Why and, didn't anybody make these before? Well, yeah. <laughs> like when they first, when, yeah, like the companies that make them already, why did they make them the size that they did? Why not make them a little bit longer to avoid so that good. problem? It's amazing. So, anyways, it's a, it's one of those like ingenious little simple things. Now these are, they're a bit of a premium price, but they're a nice little jig. They're very sturdy. Um, they look good. I don't know if you care what your gauges look like, but they look good. You know what the other problem is? How often do you lose those things? Lots. Too much. So- if you're smart, you just leave them tightened onto your framing square and you just have one framing square dedicated to cutting stairs. So that's what I And then I they had. don't go anywhere. I had one framing yeah. square and it was like, it was my good one. It was my nice, it was yeah. shiny and it had the stair gauges Luminum on them, it. So it didn't rust. Whenever yeah. It and it was straight, right? Yeah. Like I never had it. It did, like it only came out to cut stringers and then it went back in yeah. to the trailer. It didn't, it wasn't like, oh, and then I'll take these off and I'll frame for a while and then I'll give it to my second day apprentice who's going to use it as a pry bar and like yeah this was my square 
and I used it. My problem is for a long time before I decided to do that, it was just like I kept them in my belt and then oh, they yeah. would just go. I would always have one, yeah, yeah. but one would fall out or something, whatever. So you'd lose them all the time. But these yeah. things are, they're bigger, they're brighter and they're bluer. So they're easy to keep a uh, handle on as well. Yep. Um, and if you pay a bunch of money for something, maybe you'll hold on to it. Like there's some truth to that, honestly. Like if you buy, if you go buy a crap tape measure for five bucks, you don't care. You buy a good tape measure for 50 bucks, you care more. Like you're, I don't touch my don't tape touch measure. my tape measure. So you can buy these squidgets, I think only from them online, I believe. But uh, really cool, simple little ingenious thing. That's a perfect stuffing stucker. Stuff. What? Yeah, what? Stuffing stucker. What did I just say? Yeah, close enough. They know what you meant. Good stocking stuffer. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven. Oxbox coffee makers. What? Who Deck does, builder doesn't drink coffee. Who doesn't like coffee? I. You know what? There's a there's a few people that don't drink coffee. Um, I don't associate with them. So this isn't for them then. Yeah. But, but these ox boxes, I'm sure most guys are familiar with them. But if you're not, they're a job site coffee maker that takes like pods. Awesome. Coffee pods. And it's ridiculously rugged and like it's built for the job site. And yep. so, and it's like single. Uh, it's a battery operated, right? Cordless. I, is it cordless? I don't yeah, think it's cordless. Man, cordless. Is it? Yeah. Get out of town. I thought they were. I don't think they are. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I don't think that they're, um, anyway, they're simple. Like Makita's had a little cordless one for a long time, but the problem with those ones is that it like you'd made one cup off a single three amp battery and it drained the whole freaking battery. And it, you had to bring coffee grinds because it didn't do the pause. So it was like, great idea. I was like, oh, that's amazing. But not really that great though. But then I pack my filters and I like scoop my filter in here and yeah. then I like scoop out my coffee grounds and then buddy bumps me and it's over. Yeah. And do I finish off the rest of this deck or do I make a cup of coffee and then wait for my battery to charge, whatever. So anyways, the Oxbox, much Oxbox. more rugged, uh, good looking box, single serve. So you just like, it's got a water reservoir, you fill it up and... That's put good. your pod in and make yep. a cup of coffee. It's They're really amazing. cool. They're awesome. Great gift, by the way. Like that would be, this isn't just a, this isn't just a tool that a guy's going to go out and buy himself and be like, oh, I need it for my business. But to get that under the tree, they're going to appreciate it like from a business perspective. And personally, it's a cool gadget to get. Yep. So have a look at Oxbox Coffee Makers. OXX, by the way. Uh, number eight is space. This is no specific product, but just spacers for your deck. So you can get these from a variety of people. TimberTech slash Azek has spacers that are kind of neat. They flip over to give you two different sizes of spacer, maybe three different, two different. I, I felt think. like they had three. I felt like they did eight maybe quarter three. and three sixteenths. Right? Flip it three sides. Yeah. So, but some sort of deck spacer. And so you might be wondering, like, well, why? Because most of the um, groove fasteners I'm using do automatic spacing or whatever, but sometimes it's just handy to have them. Sometimes you're not going to use a groove fastener on a stair and you want the gapping to be consistent. Sometimes you're using a pneumatic tool where there's a risk of overdriving or underdriving or not getting the gaps consistently tight. So you can still me, use a spacer in those times. For me, it was when I was putting the picture frame on the end of the board. Yeah. Right. And so that's not, you're not putting a grooved, like you're not putting a hidden fastener, not a, there's no universal hidden fastener there, Yeah. but you want that distant, like you want the space properly. So yep. put the little spacers along the end of the board, slam the picture frame on. And sometimes guys just use the edge of their speed square, which will be a three sixteenths or quarter inch, but, but sometimes you need something outside of that. So those timber tech ones that have multiple spacers and one are kind of convenient because yeah, there might good. be a time too, when you're kind of, maybe you start at the house, you didn't math things out and you're getting close and it's like, Oh boy, I'm going to be a quarter inch short. So, but if I just like, if this gap is three sixteenths and I make the next one like a little bit bigger and then a little bit bigger and little, just yep. like inch it up, then having a spacer that can rotate and kind of gradually get bigger could be handy in those 
yep. applications as well. Yeah. The, so. the other one was overdriving on the, the tiger claw nailer. Right? That's but where I use it them. seems yeah. to like draw in on the ends of the boards and then yep. you get a big hump in the middle of the deck. So yeah, those spacers were, they were good. Yep. Just a handy thing to have in the trailer. Uh, number nine is a grade laser. So uh, these are pretty good here. I don't <laughs> here they're really good, so I can't only imagine how good they would be somewhere where the ground isn't so flat. That's right. Yeah, we can usually just measure up. <laughs> yeah. I can usually just kind of make a mark on my hip and then walk to the other spot and be like, well, this high is pretty close. I haven't gone. My elevation hasn't changed over this 30 feet. But uh these things just make life easier. Throw it up, set it up. You like more accurate than using, you know, a four foot level over a 20 foot ledger or something like that and moving it a bunch of times, just like throw up the grade laser, check it. Setting your piles is probably the most important um, use for one of these things. Yeah, piles or beams, right? Yeah. Set up. Set your piles, set your beams, set your, like set everything off a grade laser. It just makes everything go a little bit smoother. So uh, there's also ones from uh, Stabila that this isn't a grade laser, but it's like a, th it shoots like three planes, which I think is kind of cool. So you can attach to the wall or shoot like a horizontal line and a vertical line and a whatever, like, so maybe just lasers in general, laser measures in general, but something that's meant for outdoor use with a nice bright line that you can see when it's sunny out would be important. But, uh, those rotary grade lasers are, are pretty awesome. And again, not something that every guy's going to have in their trailer, but as soon as you get one, you're like, Oh boy, I've been doing this inefficiently for a long time. Makes life a little easier. That's Way easier. Yep. Number 10, right angle adapters. So this is another thing that you probably don't have in your pouch, um, but it's something that'll fit in your pouch. And boy, when you need one, you need one. Like when you need one of these things, it's because nothing else will do it. <laughs> so what it is, it's just a little attachment on your drill that just changes the angle 90 degrees so you can screw something in in a, in a tight space or an odd angle or whatever. Yeah, This happens all the time if you're putting in, let's say, uh, like SD screws into your hangers and you've got two joists that are three inches apart or something. Yeah, you can't, can't get your drill up in there. Yeah. This thing will get up in there and, and do it for you. Andy. Yeah. Maybe you have to put a screw in tight to the house and there's, you know, there's a stucco with a flashing or something. The stucco is overhanging three quarters of an inch. And you can't get as tight to the house as you'd like to with your drill. So then without maybe marking up the stucco or something. So yeah. then you pull out this right angle adapter and put a screw nice and tight to the house. They come in handy in a variety of scenarios. Yeah. And I don't know that they're crazy expensive either, right? They're not. They're like, like 15 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, and you talk about a DeWalt one. Like a grade laser. Yeah. Yeah. You have to like <laughs> different you, price categories. You your stuff together if you're going to do that, right? It's like Traxaw and Grade Laser and the Edge Drive. Like these are hundreds of dollars. This is a stocking stuffer type of thing for sure. Yeah, it's fifteen bucks. It'll be at your door in two days from Amazon. Yep. Throw it in your stocking. Yeah, and they're great. Yep. They're great. Number eleven, pressure washer. So again, not something everybody will carry around with them, but if you're a deck builder, it's it's a fairly important tool at the end of the job. If you've been tracking all over this thing with your muddy boots, because half the time you're working in spring and half the time you're working in the fall, and there's either rain or snow or something on the ground, and yep. the other half of the time you're working in backyards that haven't been landscaped yet, so you're gonna get things dirty. And at the end of the job, it's a a good thing it, to it just flex good upon like, your business to wash that off clean that off and right? make it look good just yeah because the person has spent thousands of dollars so like when a car dealership delivers you a vehicle they don't deliver it dirty they're not like there's your pseudo clean truck yeah go to it yeah they're like hey do you think you could wash that for me yeah somebody spent 40 grand it's like okay the deck's done you peace out and they go outside and it's just like it's just a muddy mess with crap all the place and if it is you leave it like that then there's higher chances of like Scratch they go out there and, and they scratch it up yeah. and then they clean it off and be like, well, there's scratches uh -huh. on it. 
clean off your stuff. Pressure washer uh, goes a long way. Also for cleaning your tools sometimes. If, you've, if you're digging holes or something for concrete piles, you might want to clean off your auger bits or what have you. Yeah. Like, so. And then your truck. Roll up to a job site with a clean truck. Pressure yeah, washer's handy, right? It's just like handy. it's all... The, the only thing that I think it does is it, it helps with presentation. Keep it does, truck, totally. Keep your truck clean, keep your trailer clean, keep the deck clean. Yeah. Like the presentation of your business is then just shinier. Yeah. Well, and sometimes at the end of the job, you're oiling that deck. Maybe you put down a cedar or a hardwood and you've, you want to make sure it's clean before you oil it. Well, you're going to have to wash it with something. It might as well be a pressure washer. Sometimes you're pulling off an old ledger off the house that's been there for 30 years and it's got... 30 years with the crap behind it stuck to the house. Clean that off. Sometimes just some old paint, like whatever. Yeah. It, it can be a very important tool. Yeah. Which leads us into our 12th day of Christmas and final gift under the tree for a deck builder, a camera. Yep. So phones are pretty good nowadays. Phones take very good pictures for the most part. Um, but there's all, there's still like the best pictures when people are like, wow, How'd you get that done? It's like, it's a professional photographer with a really good camera and they don't have to cost a lot of money anymore either. You no. could drop 500 bucks. It's like the cost of a saw on a really good camera. That's going to give you just a little bit better pictures, a little bit more quality. Um, some shots that maybe aren't possible with a phone that you can get at the end of the job. Once you've cleaned it off with your pressure washer, yep. take some professional shots. This also could be other types of cameras. Like this is a generic term. I'm talking like like a mirrorless or DSLR camera, like a good quality camera for good quality pictures. But this also could be like a time-lapse camera or a drone camera, just some sort of camera to give you some better quality or better angles or different types of content that you can create nowadays. Um, that's just going to make your project look better, like give you a more professional presentation. And let's be honest, if you were to pay somebody to come out and take some pictures, you've paid for these gadgets the first or second time you've done that. That's right. So yeah. the other thing that I like about the camera is it, so not that anybody needs more work in their life, but if you take pictures with the camera and then you, um, you like, you go home at the end of the day, you'll actually sit down and load these things onto a computer and like it, it requires a little bit more work. And so since you're doing that work, you're actually taking your business a little more seriously you're going to probably build a better post when you're talking about it on social. And so you like put some thought into like how you're actually going to present this thing. Right. Yeah. If you take all your pictures off your phone, it's very ad hoc. You're on the site, you take a picture of the deck and you're like, yeah, I finished up another great deck. Send. It's like, yep. Your posts all look the same because that's how you're taking them. Everybody should make an effort. And I was guilty of this. And I was probably one of the guys who was most active creating content when I was when I was building, but even I would screw this up. The biggest job I've ever built. I have no pictures up from the end. I never went back. Yeah. Like how ridiculous is that? It was the big, it was probably my biggest showcase deck I would have ever built. And I've got nothing but a few progress shots. You get an over, the time. overhead air hill. Yeah. I, I don't even have that. I like I've got like, I've got some pieces of the deck when they were done, but not the full thing when it was done. Never went back. Yeah. Um, I just saw a post the other day. I can't remember who it was. Same thing. It was on a Facebook group that somebody was talking about like curved decks. And this guy's like, yeah, we built this one. It had some curved railing. And they're like, yeah, I forgot to go. But, and there was an inlay in the middle of the deck that wasn't filled in yet. Like it was a square in the deck, but there's no boards in it. Yeah. And he's like, here's this one. Had a great time with this. Never got back when the inlay was done. <laughs> I was like, everybody's been there. You spend yeah. all this time and money and you don't go back and take some pictures at the end. Yeah. So. Anyways. And maybe the novelty of owning the camera would wear off. And like, if you're the type of person that you know that it's not for you, you know what I mean? But like, maybe somebody in your crew would be, right? Maybe you're too busy for it. But if you task someone in your crew, it's like, here, there's a camera. 
It's yeah. kept here at the end of the job, clean it up, take pictures. That's your job. Yeah. So like, cause it's important. People want to see what you've built before. And nowadays when you're promoting yourself through visuals on social media and whatnot, you need some good pictures to go along with that. Yeah. So, yeah. So Cameron, those are some good gifts. If this was all, if all of these things were under my tree, I'd be happy, man. Yep. I wouldn't use 90% of them anymore. <laughs> but when I was building, they would have been really good. All been good. Yeah. So, but I had most of these things. Like we knew most of these things were good. So, well, not most of them, but half of them I had. The other half, if I was still building today, I would have now. Yeah. So really good selection of, uh, yeah. of gift ideas or, or even just to buy yourself and put in the trailer. So uh, what are you doing for Christmas? We're going to go to Moose Jaw to the... The Americans love that. Yeah, eh? Maybe. They yeah, love those towns. Fun of it. Um, yeah, Is that so that's near Climax? JJ, yeah. Just past Big Beaver. Eh? Past Elbro. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's uh, Big Red's family. So we're going to go over there. And <laughs> did, you, did, you just, <laughs> yeah. did you just call your wife Big Red on the she podcast? She doesn't listen to this. So I can okay. call her whatever. <laughs> She's a redhead. She's got a huge Big personality. Red. So I call There's her often. Red. There's often times that you reference people and I'm, and in my mind, I'm like, nobody knows who that is. Cause you just like said a first name, but that was funny. Like nobody knows who big red is too. As I had to specify her, but yeah. that's like, that's so we'll go to, <laughs> we'll go to her family for a couple days. Um, yeah, it's like Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then my sister lives in Calgary, Calgary. So we'll take a, we'll take a drive up to Calgary and see her and the kids and then back to back home on the 27th ish. Yeah. So good. Well, this isn't the last one before Christmas. We will squeak, squeak one more podcast in before Christmas here, but, um, we'll have to plan that properly next week. Cause I'm gone Saturday. So yeah, we might have to shoot it a little bit earlier, but, uh, this was the appropriate time for the last minute gift giving. The next yeah. one would have been a little bit too, too late. late, but, uh, so yeah, if, if anybody needs reminders of what's on here at the end of the podcast, um, post on Instagram and we can give you that full list. Uh, what are you doing for holidays? Where are you going? I'm doing my, the same thing I do every year, which I call it my South Saskatchewan tour. And so. Did you refer to it as the, the Saskatchewan Bermuda Triangle? Triangle? Basically. Yeah. So we live in Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, my wife's parents, my in-laws are. What do you call her? What's her pet name? Uh, Love of my life. Love You're of so my life. Scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's not big red. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> They're about an hour and 45 minutes southeast of here. And then my parents are about an hour and 45 minutes southwest of here. And so it's just like, it's the tic-tac-toe triangle that we do every year. Yeah. And so we're just doing that again. Cool. Takes a week. We're just like here for two or three days, here for two or three days, here for three. My mom's in Regina. So that's the third angle. Like, that's a stop. That's where we end up again. So and just you that. three kids. Are, you, are all three kids going with you on the trip or you split that up a little bit? Uh, harder stand so back. two of them. So because two of them are are yours for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they're <laughs> all yours for sure. <laughs> I think Everyone. they're all mine for sure, but <laughs> yeah, two of them are with my current wife. So yeah. they're not going anywhere. Soul possession. Time. I've got one, my oldest is from a uh, previous marriage. So yeah. he gets, and his birthday is on boxing day. So there's always a split in there somewhere. He'll be coming on the back half of our trip this year. Okay. So that's always how it goes. We pick him up or drop him off halfway through the trip at some point. So, um, and yeah, that's the truck Christmas looks right. Cause now you got, can't two, fit them all in the Kia. That's yeah. All the presents. You got to take the half ton, right? Can't even put the kids in the key, let alone the presents. Yeah. But yes, it'll be the it'll be the truck. So we'll get some ultimate deck shop oh, <laughs> promotional advertising, advertising in yeah. Southern Saskatchewan the roads. over the holidays here. So, 
Uh, yeah, until um, until we get back here and talk about Christmas stuff again next week, I hope everybody that's listening has a great Christmas. Um, yeah, even though I don't it, like right? Christmas, I think people should have fun Christmases. That's good. Yeah. Spend some time with some family. It's nice to take a little break from all. I mean, at this time of year, you're probably not slammed. Some guys still would be in some markets, but at yeah. this time of year, most guys are playing Santa Claus at the mall or, <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah, they might be doing right, right now. So yeah. you can... Uh, you can Take some time away and enjoy some family and get refreshed and plan and get ready for the next year. Turkey. 2020 is just Turkey around the corner. Rum and eggnogs. Oh, rum and eggnog. That is a good one right there. So let's uh, let's go have some rum and eggnogs. Report back. And we'll get out of here for this episode. See you next week. Played them both? Played them both. Playing it out. <laughs> <laughs>